right? You right? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to get it started. I'm going to get it started. You guys ready? Yes, All sir. Right. Everything's ready. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. All right. <clears throat> Yo, welcome to the Reps That Count podcast. We are your hosts. I am Valence. And I'm Adam. And the Reps That Count are the moments in life that are really matter and that we should be paying attention to. It is in fitness, the last couple reps that make the most progress and so goes forth in life. So it's about mental health. It's about fitness. It's about relationships. And today we have a special guest. We do. All right. So we don't have a topic, but go ahead. Adam, if you want to introduce. Actually, wait. Yes. No. Introduce the special guest. Then we do the question. Yes. So we have Carlos Lindo with us today. And he is the Senior Vice President of Legal Affairs for Lucid, which is a mental health company. Yep, it's a behavioral health company. Behavioral health company. We do behavioral health and substance use. Okay, cool, Mm -hmm. cool. Now we'll move on to the question. No, actually, if you want to just kind of give us a broad overview of, you know, what you do at Lucid, then then we'll go. That's a loaded question. So I'm I'm in charge of our legal and compliance, but really what we do at Lucid is our whole goal is to connect people into care. And so I think one in every three people are diagnosed with a mental health disorder. And I think about 53% of those actually seek treatment. And so what our goal is to try to get as many people into care as possible, just because people need to get the treatment. Oh, I love that. That's that's important right there. All right. So before we dive deeper into all the ins and outs and how your company help other people. We have a tradition here in the, on the podcast where we ask each other this important question. I think it's an important question. So question of the day is, what is something you've done in the past week that you're proud of? Either one of you guys could start. I'll start. Yeah, and you start. <laughs> you start. Let me think about this. So it, it's it's been this on, ongoing thing that's escalating now where I've been showing up more. And I, I, we've talked about how December was a little bit rough for me. And then January picked up a little bit. And now in February, I am getting to this better version of myself or a version of myself that I used to recognize that I had lost for a little bit where I just showed up no matter what and just showed up strong. Yeah, And I feel like I'm doing that for the people around me, rekindling relationships, uh, talking to my family more, times where, let's say December me, would have just kind of avoided some stuff really confronting it. So I would say just maybe being a little more intentional and showing up for people a little bit stronger. That's what I was able to do this week. Okay. I love that. I love that. You ready, Carlos, or you want me to go, go you, next? You go All next. All right, cool. See, because his is like really like, you know, like personal. Mine's is like kind of like more lighthearted, I yeah. guess. What I did this week that I'm proud of was I made I made hot cocoa for my son. Nice. Yeah. That was, what kind of hot awesome. cocoa? Just like with like real chocolate and like you melted chocolate? It. Yeah. Like it's not like too serious, but you like know, cocoa powder or like no, 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 no. Chocolate. That's like, serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. Like I use Almond milk, vanilla almond milk. So, you know, put that in the pot and like chop up the, the the chocolate bars and put some cinnamon sticks and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like it? 
Yeah, he loved it. He loved it. Because, yeah, I, I realized at some point last year, I started making hot cocoa, but I never made it for him because, you know, he's only with me like 50% of the times or whatever. But I was like, I need to make him some hot cocoa. That's and, awesome. I like yeah, that. That was it. That could be like a little tradition. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm hoping to maybe do it like once a month or something where we just like sit on the couch and just eat hot cocoa and watch Paw Patrol. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> That's it. Love that. That's it, bro. Keep it, keep it cool and simple. So yeah, that's what I'm proud of for, for I, this week. I heard this I don't know, a couple of years ago, and it stuck with me. And what's the easiest way to build a legacy? It's through traditions. So the traditions that you show your kids when they're young, hopefully they pass it on to their kids. Mm-hmm. It could be simple as like a pizza night or yeah, something. Yeah. But just yeah. spending time really yeah, is yeah. what I'm what I'm really after. Uh, oh yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's good. Good. <sighs> Special guest. It's your turn. Yeah, the pressure's on because I got I can get the serious, I can get the fun. Oh, that means you did a lot of things this week that you're proud of. I'm pretty proud this week, guys. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Well, I, I would say this past week, what I'm proud of is having hard conversations. Okay. Whether it's at work, whether it's with family, I think I, it, examples of both where having the hard conversation isn't always the fun thing to do. Like you, you have to have that kind of hurdle to get over. But on the back end, after you have that hard conversation there's almost a weight that's lifted off and you can kind of self-reflect and do a post-mortem of, you know, what could I have done better? And then how can you improve after that? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel, that. always feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. So that's why having multiple hard conversations with family and then with work colleagues. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, I don't know, like, where do we move from here? Cause I mean, I, I feel like there's going to be, this is going to be like a very deep, like, episode so I, I guess let's just get right into like the most important stuff like as far as individuals like how do you guys go about like doing that like what's the outreach do you like go out to get people or do they come to you guys like like how do you find the individuals that need help yeah it's, so it's a good question and first let me start with the disclaimer the views that i represent or say here are the views of my own and not of the company that's my legal and compliance disclaimer that i give you know but really i, th- I think it's we are associated with the insurance companies and so there are so many people that don't know how many resources that are out there for people to take advantage of so if you have an insurance product then the chances are that it, with new laws that have come out that you have a behavioral health benefit so you can go and avail yourself to behavioral health services there's providers out there there's large telehealth providers you can go to there's virtual providers you can go to ever since covid that you can actually go and get the resources and so what we do is try to highlight those areas where you can go find those resources, but then we can actually connect you into care. So say you're, you want to go and you have some sort of insurance and you can call the number on the back of your card and say, Hey, I want to get some behavioral health care. They'll end up getting connected with our company. And then we would end up scheduling you with the provider within five days. Okay. Now the, the industry average is about 45 days. The time, if you just call a provider, cause there's no availability. So uh, the whole focus is trying to get people into care faster. Wow. And that's yeah. a very high level view of it. I didn't know it was 45 days. Yeah. That's yeah. a long time though. Like mm-hmm. if somebody's really going through something, like if they really need that help, like to have to wait 45 days, that's... It's a problem. Yeah. Right. right. If you're going through a crisis and you need a, to talk to someone, that's immediate. <laughs> that is right now, you need to get the help. Otherwise, you know... D- you could deteriorate, something else could happen. So it's a very quick turnaround time. How how are you guys 
able to do it so much faster? So we have been around since the early 90s and we've grown and progressed, but we use technology that basically hooks up with people in our provider network. So we have a network of providers that we use, partners that we use. And so we they're on our technology platform and it's just a connection through that platform. Okay, cool. So essentially you just have a good connection with, you build relationship with just a whole bunch of people where you kind of get to skip the line. And like, is it more, I don't know if this term is going to be the proper term, but like red tape kind of thing, like with the insurance company that you guys have to go around? It's not even red tape. It's just there, like you see this in the medical community too. There's a shortage of providers just all around. I think we have a shortage of medical directors of, I think I was talking to someone where it took them maybe 90 days, if not maybe more than that, to get scheduled for an MRI. Mm-hmm. Just it, it takes so long to get into care. It's because there's a shortage of, of, of people. And so the way that we do isn't necessarily cutting red tape. It's just building efficient systems to get the, the patient into healthcare faster. I get it. Sometimes you're just waiting on a form mm-hmm. that's sitting on someone's desk. Yeah. 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 Got lost because no one faxes anymore. And like, so a lot of this time turnaround is just inefficiency. Right. Yeah. Well, nice. All right. Cool. So, all right. So they would, the individual would call the number on the back mm-hmm. of the card. Yep. Right. And then the insurance company would get in contact with you, right. well, with, with, with your company. And then, You'll set that up, but is it depending on what the individual needs? Like you absolutely out? okay. So the individual could come for a bunch of different diagnoses. There could be eating disorders, there could be substance use, there could be depression or anxiety, and based on whatever the diagnosis is, we would connect with a care in the community uh, of a provider who treats that. I think the biggest thing there's this big disconnect in the behavioral health world between people who are who need the care. And then providers who are actually providing that care. So if you're a licensed social worker, which I'm not, I'm not clinical. Again, I am legal uh, compliance. But if you are a social worker or a psychiatrist, you could treat many different patients. But there are going to be people who have specialties. They're going to specialize in children and adolescents. They're going to specialize in eating disorders. And so it's making sure that we identify those specialties and meet meet them to what the the member or the patient needs and so that they can be getting the best care for what they need at that time. No, man, that's like that's very important. Yeah. I, I love that. So I know like Adam, like we've had discussions before about like like the growth of social media and like the whole 2020 pandemic and just how like we feel that it changes has affected individuals like mentally. Right. And we, we spoke, we speak about mental health here, like often. How, how long have you been with the, with the company? It's almost eight years. Eight years. Okay. So you've been there for quite Mm -hmm. a while. I don't like, would you be able to like, say, like, do you, feel like there has been an increase in people reaching out to the company for for help? Yes. So I think that one of the biggest things is stigma. And I think we, a while ago, behavioral health had this stigma and then COVID happened and then everything broke loose. And so now we've, I think as a society, we've made a lot of traction on reducing the stigma that's associated with going and getting treatment, which is amazing. But I definitely think that because of COVID and because of all the circumstances of the world that's happened, like people need 
care. I, I say this to my friends all the time. Like you go to a doctor every year, or if you don't, you probably should. Mm-hmm. Just like you go for your medical health, you probably should be going and getting a mental health checkup, doing a mental health assessment, just to kind of get a baseline of where you are and seeing what you need. Uh, I just think that we don't prioritize our behavioral health or our mental health as much as we should or as we do on the physical health side. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and I think there's two stigmas. There's the I'm a professional. I shouldn't be seeking out help kind of thing. I'm like, I'm too good to seek out. I'm too smart to seek out help. And then there's the, I can't afford it. So there's like the two ends of the spectrum. And for some of these people, it is like they, man, they're every paycheck, you know, they're just getting by. So to set aside money for that, or they're trying to support their family and they're putting their mental health second, which, you know, that can have its, its effect. Do you, is there any resources for people that don't have insurance? Is there any resources for people that, let's say, are on Medicare, Medicaid, stuff like that? Yep. So, so Medicare and Medicaid do offer behavioral health services. And so when you go through those programs, whether it be Medicaid, whether you're on Medicare, you can access through new laws that have just passed. I think in 2009, there was a mental health parity law that, that passed, and then it has slowly been revamped. And actually, I'm going to bore you guys with the legal side. There's a new law that was passed, or it's proposed that should be coming final within the next oh, six months. But it then addresses mental health parity in terms of Medicare, which means that it's going to be, essentially the law says, in so many words, you have to treat behavioral health no more stringent than what you do on the medical side. Mm. So it's just a, a raising of the level of getting that behavioral health care. So from a Medicare standpoint, from a Medicaid standpoint, even from if you don't have insurance, uh, there's employee assistance programs that a lot of employers have that you can use. A lot of times there's different life insurance companies who have benefits that you can go and access for mental health care. So th- right. there's a variety of ways to access it through different health insurance who for those who have it and for those who don't. Okay. So like if somebody has life insurance, some of the policies has something that okay right. that ties into healthcare mm-hmm. or mental health care. Okay. Right. Now Adam, I got uh, since you're the coach and the the physical guy, like how do you feel like the like mental health, like pe- individuals being able to get help with mental health and fitness, like how does that like how do you feel like those two things relate? Like, do you feel like they relate at all? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the physical challenges that people are going through are because the mental health side isn't in line. And they're wondering why they're starting and they're stopping. And they're wondering why they can't get out of bed and they, they have no motivation. And they're blaming themselves for this. But there might be something else going on. I have conversations with these people all the time. And. Um, I've told people before, like, hey, man, like, maybe you should talk to someone because they're confiding in me with stuff that it's like probably just a little bit above my scope of what I can do or what I can help out with. And I obviously I I try to help as much as I can, but I'm very careful with with what I say and what I can help out with. And I try to share my story with people where it's, you know, I, I did see a therapist for a while and I'm looking for a new therapist now. <laughs> and, and I think it's something that everyone should do. But I, I think if you are paying for a gym membership, a $200 a month gym membership, you should probably be allocating some sort of money towards 
until everyone. Yeah, I, I've I've also like made that argument because I again like I'm part of I'm in the uh, weightlifting community, right? So I I talk about mental health all the time, and people are like, I can't afford it. I'm like. Like you can afford protein, right? right. Like if you can afford protein, probably that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, like protein is not cheap at all, right? You can afford weightlifting belts. You can afford weightlifting pre-workout, <laughs> pre-workout, like all of these supplements yeah. that like help you with your physical body. But like, if you take a month off of that, you could probably get a session or two in with a professional and just talk about something, get something off your chest because just having the conversation could just be so beneficial. Mm-hmm. And now like we're talking with you, like if we could find a way to help our audience just mm-hmm. get it a little bit cheaper yeah. and just like, I don't know, make, I don't know how, like how much it costs, but if it could cost less than a, a tub of protein, like I'm sure like that would be amazing mm-hmm. for like for our, for people listening and just people in general. And, and I think it, people think that it has to be a weekly thing or it has to be a couple times a week mm-hmm. where you can go bi-weekly. Your budget only allows once a month. That's something you can do as well. And I think therapists are here to help and set up a plan accordingly. Like, hey, these this is what you're going to do for the next month. And then we're going to check in. And that's very affordable. Very affordable. Yeah. A lot of therapists allow you to te- text them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, text therapy is starting to get huge. Yeah, like my therapist is like, yo, if you, if anything, just text me. I've never texted her, yeah. but because <laughs> I see her like regularly, I see her like every two weeks or so. But like, I've never texted. But like that would be beneficial. Just getting that first connection, getting the number right, and, and so now instead of talking to Adam in the gym about something, you just send a quick text yeah. and have a check in, buddy. I guess. But, but Adam, you must see so much being in the fitness side because I do feel like there's so many people that come to the gym to, you know, get healthier. But you probably hear so much more than just getting healthy because you're going over goals. You're trying to start from like, tell me what's going on. Like, I, I would think that on the fitness side, there's such a large aspect of mental health. I meet a lot of people at their lowest point. Mm-hmm. Like when you decide to change like make real drastic change, like for your health and you've neglected it for a long time, you're at a low point. So yeah, man, it's, and it's beautiful to see people transform and change and help themselves. And I think there is a place for that where people, we do have to help ourselves. And anyone Mm -hmm. who's had a therapist, they're not really helping you all that much. They're making you help yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Just like listen to you, find solutions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. Um, Asking yeah. all them questions. So I just been on the internet for a very long time. And then there's that one question you're like, oh, I see uh, what you Yeah, 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 yeah. You got me. No, you just like brought up a great point. Like, you get to see people at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And again, we spoke about like how it's, it was taboo for a long time for people to speak about mental health. So like you are like the first step for a lot of individuals. So as a coach, not just you, just I, I feel like as just coaches in general and everybody in the fitness industry like i don't know if we realize how important it is for that first step to be the right step and how important it is to set the individual to continue to make those steps and be a list like a ear 
Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're running a gym and somebody is like, all right, you know, I'm going to start today and they walk in and they don't feel welcome, like that could be detrimental to not only their physical health, but their mental health oh, yeah. also. Like I never even thought about that. Yeah. Well, it's really cool in the fitness industry because I think with behavioral health, it is hard to see true outcomes. I think so. Say you're diagnosed with depression. You know, you can go in with for depression, but then it's hard to diagnose it like you would with a broken wrist. You know, broken wrist, you're going to go to a doctor. They're going to do an x-ray. They're going to say, oh, that's broken. We're going to set it. We're going to put a rod in it. We're going to do something. And then six weeks later, you're going to see the x-ray and it's going to improve. Mm-hmm. Like it's very definitive. Behavioral health is an industry. I don't know that we've gotten to the place where we can see those outcomes. But on the fitness side of things, you see outcomes and it's almost a direct correlation to their persona when they walk in. Like you, I, I'm not a coach, but I would assume, like I've seen people who've made huge transformations and where the first day they walked in, they their shoulders were slumped. But then after, you know, four or five months, six months of going hard and training, like you can see an air of confidence about them that's just different. Like to me, that's a, a, a more of a measurable outcome. That's why I think it's, the mind is more important to train than the body when it comes to the gym because i've seen it in both directions i've seen it where someone uses this to abuse themselves Mm. where that's a problem (laughs) i've been there i've I've done that that's a problem where and you know when someone's using this to do good and to get better and they're more disciplined now and they're not shaving reps and they're not you know, there you can still be here and still cheat life and still cut corners and still do all that and, and just take your bad habits from out there and bring them in here. That's toxic gym culture is huge, huge. We don't have it here, but, you know, there was a time where it was here. So although this is a good stepping stone for some people, if treated the wrong way, this could also be a, an ugly side of it for some people where they... Also, we've spoken about this with me where this became my only identity. And then when I lost that, I didn't have anything else. So there's still, although it's great for 90% of the people, it still has to be preceded with caution. Oh, nice. Damn. There's so many layers. (laughs) There's so many. Yeah, we're just like, all right, so let's try to get before like this episode get too long and people get bored. Let's, I guess, Get some resources right yes. to the to the listeners. Like, what is the best way? Like, would they be able to go to like your website and just communicate with you guys directly, or do they have to go through insurance? Or again, if they don't have insurance and they're just trying to get in contact with somebody for help, like, is Lucid like a good first call, or is it like the last resort? So it, we work with a lot of insurance companies. So if the, the kind of the two tracks that we have is on the insurance side and then on the employee assistance side. So if you have an employer who has an employee assistance program, that's the first step. Figure out if your employer group has an employee assistance program because oftentimes they'll provide you where your employee covers three, six sessions, nine sessions with the therapist, and then you can get shifted off from there. On the insurance side, Always start with the back of the number on the back of your card. Your your health plan will be able to direct you. They'll be able to tell you how much it is. They're not required to tell you, you know, what the cost will be. So go there. For those who don't have those those insurance products, 
you can still reach out and I'll have to get the, the website, but for Medicaid, there's a website you can go to, to check the, the health side of the benefits. But there are so many different avenues where you can get the help you need. And even if you go just Google different therapists in your areas or different telehealth, there's a lot of different avenues you can do with, especially after COVID with all these new companies popping up. So we are not direct to consumer. We work with our, our health insurance and employers group, but we allow them to make sure that their employees are being taken care of. Okay, cool. And you guys fast track it. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, as of last year, we switched insurances and our co pays 50 bucks mm -hmm. for mental health, which I think is, is good. And, but it wasn't like that before. So, so I think going to the marketplace and I think did enrollment pass or, or at the end of enrollment? Yeah. October enrollment is normally in October. Yeah. You seen pass a long time ago, yeah. um, <laughs> but look for an insurance that does have some mental health benefits. Hmm. Like I think it's important. And most of them now are are required to. So okay. when, when you're going on the exchange, when you're going on the marketplace, they're required to cover you know, certain mental health benefits. So you can go get your short-term counseling, mm -hmm. which is a huge step forward. Okay. So what's, what's short-term counseling? Short-term counseling. So there is short-term counseling, which is going to be more acute, fast, similar to coaching type style, not very deep. And then you have your actual therapy counseling, which is going to be a little bit deeper. There'll be a diagnosis that comes from it. So it's just kind of a different level of counseling. Okay. Now, so you just use the word diagnosis. I know like a lot of times that like if that comes with like medication, right? Like are health insurance providers also like, is there like some benefits that uh, that's associated with that? Or is it just like, all right, well, we got you the, the mental health part. Like if you got to get some medication, that's, that's, that's all you go figure that part out. Or is that part of the law at all? Uh, most health plans are going to be covering medication for what's medically necessary. So there, I mean, it's all, I don't think it's one and the same, but it's really looking at the, the whole person as a holistic view on what they need to get treatment and get better. So I think medication is a piece of that. Okay. Awesome. Just, just got to throw it out there, man. Make sure like it's. Really, what we're trying to make sure you guys understand is like it's it's there. Uh, a lot of people don't know it's there. Like I didn't know it was there. Like I feel like I may have seen it at the bottom of my open enrollment pamphlet. Something it's not advertised like you know mental like dental and like it's just somewhere in the corner. But like knowing that, like I'll, I'm going to see if I could get mine to be a little bit cheaper because I'm paying like a hundred dollars like every session. Which I mean, I'll pay for it because I feel like it's worth it for me. But like Adam touched on earlier, there's a lot of individuals who are just like barely getting by, and they're just one accident away from being homeless. So, like, if we could get get the price reduced, like, it would be very beneficial. Well, that was a good point, right? Because if you can pay, if you can pick a plan that's maybe fifty dollars a month more expensive, but it's fifty dollars a visit. For instead of a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. you saved money. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah. I think shopping around or looking at people get so scared of the marketplace, like learn how to, how to read this shit and, and like really tear it apart. Like, what do I need? Mm -hmm. Like these plans are so different in so many different ways. What do I need? Or you can go to someone, you don't pay them. The insurance companies actually ends up paying them. 
And they'll figure all that stuff out for you. Yeah. Just put that on your, put that at the top of your list. Like, hey, I need some, like, I need a plan that's going to allow me to go see a therapist regularly and find that. Because, yeah, again, like you said, there's so many different things that's covered, you know. And talk to your provider. Ask them, do you take insurance? I mean, a lot of providers, there are providers who do take insurance, there's providers who don't. There's providers who do employee assistance programs and don't. But if you find one that you like, ask them, like, do you take insurance? Would you consider taking insurance? Okay. All right. So there's some legwork that, that you could do also on your end, listener. Like you could, if you don't have a therapist and you, I guess if you have like some kind of assistance program, you could kind of look for therapists in your area and right. find one that, that takes your your plan and right okay i'm in a different spot i was looking and i didn't like anyone <laughs> how do you know you don't like them if you never spoke so, to them you judging them on like their linkedin picture picture profile my ther- my therapist was so dope i know i have to figure it out no 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 how, how'd you find your therapist i looked at the provider list from the insurance mm-hmm. and then they have a list of everyone yeah. i can pick from and I'm looking through and there was like two people that I like, but like you said, it was like long, like they're not taking anyone. So, yeah. So it's like the people that my insurance actually will accept. It's either there's a super long wait or. Something about this LinkedIn picture. <laughs> See that that's a big issue, and that that's where 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 you know a company like mine likes to come in is because I'm I'm curious in your process when you went to the selection. It's like you go to this provider directory. It's a laundry list of people. You look through it, but what what are you looking for? Like, are you looking for? Just based on, you know, location? Are you looking based off of what their specialty is? Are you looking based off of, I want someone with brown hair or that is Spanish speaking? Or it was location. It was specialty and just this connection. And you can't get a connection from really reading something, but you kind of can. And like you're reading these profiles. Everyone has a profile and you're reading these profiles and I'm like, I'm not going to feel comfortable opening up to this person. Mm-hmm. And it's honest true. Like it, it has to be it's someone that I would automatically feel comfortable. You know, it's weird. I was just thinking about this. So like for me, when I found my therapist, I was like going through like depression and a divorce and everything. And I just, I found like the first person who just had like time available. Right. Actually, I just called the office and they were just like, all right, this person has this date available. And so it's a white lady, right? And I'm like, and I was just thinking about it the other day. I'm like, yo, I'm like going to like this white lady for therapy. I'm like, it would have probably been easier if I found like some cool black dude because like he will understand me. But then I thought about it. I was like, I'm happy I'm going to her because I have to really explain everything to her. I have to be detailed so she could understand me. And like me having to explain the things like just it makes it like I digest it more I have to break it down so much that I get to understand myself a little bit so I feel like looking for somebody that's just like you may I mean it, it it's easier to open up to them but also doing the hard things like we just spoke about is beneficial so maybe finding somebody that's not like you at all 
and you having to express to them and explain to them everything that you're going through could also be a benefit. I will try it, but I know myself and I'll mask. I like I'll automatically mask and not open up or open up what I want them to know. Like that's I know myself. Like you do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna do that anyway. Remember, we talked about this. You're only gonna give your therapist like a good 80% of yourself. That's fair. Well, but that that's a good point because you I, I've seen so many people try to to match people based off of demographic preference, based off of cultural preferences or Spanish speaking or any type of race, ethnicity. But I mean, in your view. Was that a hesitation at all when you saw a white woman when you walked in the office, or was that just a? No, not at all. I like for like it was just comfortable. Like I felt comfortable, and like I've tried. Actually, the therapist I had before that was a black lady, like from the islands. I'm from Haiti. She's I think from Jamaica or something. So like we had that bond. But when I went to my new therapist, like I I don't know if it was just because like the house was on fire and it was just like, I have to get this out. But I, I just felt comfortable, but it was, it was slow. Right. So I would just give little by little, but then like I would go back and she would kind of like, we would have to rehash everything. And then it was just, I don't know, like the, she just wanted to understand. But, and even to this day, like I'll say something that's culturally different. And she's like, that's different. Like I've never heard that before. And I also feel like I'm helping out the next individual who, who looks like me who's going yeah. to, who's going to go to her. She's going to be like, she's going to be able to like connect the dots. Like, okay, I remember Valen said such and such to happen. So like, you know, she might be able to ask them a question to have them open up. So I don't know. It all happens for a reason. Like I always believe that. So yeah, that is interesting because she will know how to, better handle situation. Yeah. Cool. It's like getting on the job training. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You guys had me on this podcast a little did You know, I'm collecting all this information because this is good information oh, for did. me because it's, you know, I, I I have these assumptions built up, built up when you were trying to match members to providers. It's like, all right, if I know that I'm a Spanish speaker, it's probably better for me to speak with someone who's a Spanish speaker. But I, you know, I kind of under or downplay if you're in a state of crisis and you, you need to speak with someone I don't know that you care. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. Wait, let me rephrase. Yeah. I don't know that it matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just one of the things that except my wife is studying mental health counseling and she's in her master's program. One of the things that she wants to specifically work with teenage girls. <laughs> and my wife is a cool tattooed girl that someone would want to talk to. She's super friendly. Right. And that's one of the things that excites her because there is a stigma around talking to someone, especially for young girls that think they're cool. So maybe having someone that, oh man, she's a therapist. Yeah. Like it's someone that maybe they would open up to. Yeah. I think it all goes, it, it all connects. And I feel like, like in therapy, we shouldn't try to like separate ourselves because like therapists get to experience life through a lot of different people, right? Like you have to kind of understand all of these individuals and I know they're not going to go out and tell their friends, like, you know, your secrets or anything. But 
when they go out into the world to have a wider, a broader view, right? So if a Spanish speaker goes to somebody like a black guy from the hood or whatever, and they're having these conversations, like that could grow into something else, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I, we, I don't think we think about stuff like that, but like when you're forced to have conversations with in, individuals, like we're all, like we're all mm-hmm. having conversations here. We're all different skin tones, but like we're learning from each other. Right. Right. And that's, that's what community is. And that's what the world needs right now. So in therapy, like, I don't think you need to be like, Hey, this, you know, the Jose needs to go speak to Jose or he's no like, check let's, marks, no yeah, check let's, marks. let's just get, I think get help. Like if, you're going through the app and you can't find somebody that looks like you just find somebody to go talk to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how the world, that's why I love the gym. You have to deal with so many different kinds of people and you end up being friends with people you would never. Yeah. Right. So if someone's true. at five o'clock, you're probably going to see them more than you see relatives, right? Like you see mm-hmm. them all the time. Yeah. And it, it forces you to see these people. Like if you didn't like gay people, guess what? We got to get coach. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's the only time that works for you, <laughs> guess what? You're going to go learn. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to tell you, he's going to teach you. Yeah. You're going to enjoy the class. You're going to love the energy. Yeah. And that's it. Like yeah. nothing else to it. That's great. It's awesome, man. That's so true. I mean, there's, there's, on the diversity, equity, inclusion side, I know that's big now. Like mm-hmm. all those three letters, impact, environmental, social governance. There's all these like mainstream things. But when you just break it down, it's about community. Like mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot because it really is just about community and people helping people. Yeah. Man, I mean, you're in, you're like in a very important industry right now. And I I think mental health is needed more than anything else right now like no matter what you try to blame it on like you know you try to blame video games and schools and parent like at the end of the day it comes down to like mental health right like even if if your job sucks like your boss probably sucks because he has something going on that he needs to to figure out and like he's just like lashing out at you for something going on at home everything i think comes down to mental health and just being able to not identify like identify as like like something you see in a video game right like or in fitness like i don't know like finding self again is is important and we finding self and then finding community is what we need to i think need to focus on yeah more Dude, than anything I, I am a big believer i i like to eat and i like to be full if I don't eat, I get very hangry. My <laughs> wife knows she keeps little protein bars, little snacks in her purse. We go somewhere because if I get hangry, it's just not going to be good. And you know, we're talking about it. And I don't think I realized this until probably two or three weeks ago when I was just having a hard time at doing something. There's you know personal life and then work. Things were not just going the way I wanted to, and I didn't realize the impact that it had on me. And now that I look back at it. I realized that it was just like my hunger cravings. Like if I, if I didn't have that protein bar when I needed to, I would have been a mess. Just like then I I didn't have, like I wasn't mentally there. My state of mind wasn't very clear. Mm-hmm. And if I would have gotten some help when I needed to, I wouldn't have been as crabby. And so I just, it's a direct relationship to mental health and then physical health. But mm-hmm. it just made me laugh because I get hangry and... <laughs> Bomb, dude, I'm still laughing at the fact that your wife keeps snacks in her. Girl, when, she, dude, when she was pregnant, 
Yeah. And she had her snacks. We would fight over the snacks. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, I need that. She goes, I'm pregnant. I need that. You're like, oh, okay. We got to stop at Target. We need to split stop up. right now. We're going to split one of those 60 calorie kind bars. <laughs> that's funny. That's what, funny. What do you think the industry needs to move forward in a direction? I, I think that, oh gosh, there's so many things that I think the industry needs. Uh, on the be- So behavioral health side, I think what we really need is, is people to continue to access care, find the different ways to access it. Because I think that the more people who are getting the help, uh, again, one in three people need mental health services. So the more people that are getting mental health are going to have that kind of clarity or that state of mind after the fact and may not even realize, you know, what their, you know, poor mental health is is doing to them. They, they may not realize the effect that, you know, that some of their, you know, depressive thoughts are having on them. So I would say the more the better. And I think as an industry, you know, and as a community, the more people that can access care and can get into care, I think that the better they're going to become as a person, as a, you know, as a father, as a family member. Yeah. So more, more people accessing care. Yep. So more awareness mm-hmm. around how to access care, decrease the stigma around accessing care. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been decreasing for sure. Like there's a lot more commercials about it now. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just cause like they got algorithm kind of like caters to you. Like I'm seeing it a lot more on my timeline. But I don't know if everybody's seeing it on their timeline. Yeah, yeah like Simone Biles, who d- pulled out from the Olympics. For, I mean, th- huge props to her. I mean, that is an intense sport, and that's what like that's such a good example of saying, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta check myself to make sure if I'm gonna go do something, I have to be in that right state of mind." So I think you see more and more, you know, actors that are doing it, more people in the mainstream that are doing it, that are kind of just checking themselves. And I think the more people in mainstream media that talk about it like someone like Simone Biles, I think the more of an impact it's going to have on the rest of the community because media is everything. You see everything on social media now. And, but even then it's like the individuals who aren't, who haven't gotten to that stage yet, like they're still like, they'll attack Simone Biles. Like, oh, you got to be, like you're weak, you got to be stronger than that. You're supposed to be an athlete. And like those individuals, I feel like those individuals like need the most help. Oh yeah. Like they don't even know it. Like that's projection. Yeah. I'm just going to say that you're projecting like, like something you need to get help with. Like, like being hard all the time. Is that, is that fun? Is that like, it's not a way to live life. Yeah. But life is hard. Yeah. I mean, life is tough. It is. It's not easy. It's 100% tough, but knowing how to navigate through it is mm-hmm. like part of that is having your mind right like it's easier to navigate through life if you have some clarity yeah because like you it's it's always going to be hard mm-hmm. but having clarity you could come up with a plan you could like have you know a community you know you could figure out who to reach out to like you can i don't know like it, it it's just better if you're in a better mindset like you like yeah. you said earlier like if you're not hungry like you could, you could think better. Yeah. And it does relate to fitness. Like life is really hard when you're injured. Mm-hmm. Like when you cannot oh. walk right. Or when, like if you cannot get out of bed because you're injured, life is hard. The same thing with the mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like if your mind is broken, life is a lot harder. So this is something that you just need to work on and continue to work on and continue to work on. That's actually how I figured out I had depression. I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. 
I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I thought I was just tired all the time. No, apparently, like, that's a side effect of depression. You just do not want to get up. And I was just sleeping, like, mm-hmm. 12, 18 hours a day. And I'm like, Yo, I, and I, don't, I didn't want to sleep. No, you, you literally get Yeah, like, it's a physical mm-hmm. thing. It's weird, but, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> now we hit. Started from the bottom, now we hit. <laughs> All right. So, I don't know. Closing thoughts, anyone? It's closing thoughts. Oh, man. I have a lot of thoughts, and I could probably talk for a long time. I think it's so important, and I think, you know, life just presents so many obstacles, and I don't think if you – you're not doing yourself any service if you don't avail to the treatment. It's like if you're not doing yourself any service if you don't avail yourself of going to the gym or even starting small, just go for a walk get some sort of fitness. I think it's the same way with your mental health. If you don't look at your state of mind to see how you're doing, see how it impacts your family, take that small step, go look for a provider, go find one that's around the corner from your house, see if they take insurance, schedule an appointment, and just have that annual checkup because I think that's going to be important. And I think you're going to be a better person for it. Mm, Okay. I would say like try to be the person in your community or the person in your group of friends that's that could motivate your friends to go and do it and i think the best way to do that is first of all you go in to do it right and then maybe just right if you keep yourself up right and like you're reading and you be an example be the person that you want all your friends to be and that way when they're like yo this guy is driving like what's going on you could be like yo i'm going to therapy like twice a month like you should, you should try it. Here's some resources because then they'll believe you more, right? You can't, you can't both just be going through something and you're like, yo, you need to go to therapy. Like, now you need to go to therapy too. Now let's just go to the bar. So, hey, like, like that's, this is my therapy, man. Like going to the gym is my therapy. Like, so yeah, try to not, oh, that's why I'm so careful with <laughs> this talk. Of the gym being therapy, it is no, not therapy. I, I, I know you feel. This yeah, way. no, it's not therapy it's, at all. Uh-huh. But what I was saying, like when I when I was linking the two, like I was saying that, like you have, like a lot of people see it as therapy, mm-hmm. but if they're not, if they don't feel welcome, like you could just set them back. Oh, 100%. right. So welcome them in. Like it's not therapy at all, but you could. It's the first step Absolutely. for them to go to therapy. Yep. So just no, and I feel I agree with that. Yeah, I was just it's for some people they mm-hmm. do think this is their therapy. It's, a lot of people do think that, it's, and when they say that, I'd be like, no, it's not. Like you should go <laughs> go go seek therapy. Like you have the confidence now. Yeah, go go speak to somebody. I wish yeah. we had a therapist in the gym. There's yeah. a different educational training for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's way longer. The school is way longer. Crossfit is like a weekend. Yeah, okay. <laughs> everything is two days. Do okay. not trust me with your mental health. Go see a therapist. You've been going through this for like 23, <laughs> four or five years. Like, I just I just tell people how to snatch. Yeah. <laughs> From time to time. Like, this is not the same. I'm going to invite a therapist to work out here. Desi's become like the in house doctor. Like, a lot of people go to Desi, that was okay. their primary care physician. Right. She's amazing. I wish she was in the network, but I'd definitely be with Desi. 
That'd be cool if we had like a therapist ever. Yeah, here. you should have a bunch of therapists. Calling any therapists who like fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here yeah. first. Yeah, absolutely. You should have a bunch of therapists and, and different networks that take different insurance. Yeah, right. And then just like they could just, we could match people. We could play matchmaker. Yeah. If we had a therapist on the podcast, we'd drive them insane. I like, would. It would be- <laughs> I got questions. <laughs> I, I do know therapists. I do know therapists. I can get one on the podcast. We'll get a therapist. All right. So, did you have any final final thoughts? Like, I know it's getting late. Everybody yeah. here has kids. Uh, yes, <laughs> it was about kids. It's some people think putting their family first is paying for everything and being the macho, I don't show emotion, I have to be the rock of the family kind of thing, where that is probably setting generational curses more than anything, where putting your family first is making sure that your mental health is in check and filling your cup. Yeah. Then you can fill everyone else's cup. Yeah. It's good. Good stuff right there. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to end it there. Yeah, that was good, dude. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And I'll see you in the morning. Everyone, thanks again for joining us for the Rev State Count podcast. I don't remember what episode this is, but I know we have some people who's listen to every single one. We hope you've gotten some value out of this one. I think this was the most valuable episode yeah, we've had so far. So call the number on the back of your insurance card. Talk to your, what is it, your uh, provider. provider and see if you could get some some help and even if you don't feel like you need it just just go and talk to somebody about something that happened at work mm-hmm. just whatever just go get something off your chest um yeah we'll see you next week and enjoy the rest of your day thanks Peace. everyone yeah man that was awesome, awesome. that was awesome